Welcome to the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. Are you over 40 and tired of struggling with your weight? Do you feel like you're constantly starting over with your nutrition and fitness? I'm Lil, a certified nutrition coach and former registered nurse, and I too have been there. At the age of 44, I decided I was done with being stuck in the vicious diet cycle. I became a nutrition coach and created the Feel Your Best formula for women who are ready to do things differently. If you're ready to build a better relationship with food, get your energy back, build muscle, lose fat, and keep it off for good, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's build your formula for feeling your best. Hello, welcome to episode 28 of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. And today we are talking about nine foods that make hitting your protein goals easy. And part of your formula for feeling your best is going to be making sure that you're nourishing your body with the right macro and micronutrients. That means making sure that you're getting the ideal amount of protein, that you're eating enough carbs, that you're getting enough fats in your diet because all of these nutrients give your body energy and they also have specific functions within your body. And if you are not eating enough of them, then you can suffer with your energy levels. You can suffer with actual deficiencies. Your hormones can become imbalanced if you're not eating enough fat. I think we've all heard that you know, if you get too skinny, you can lose your period and things like that. So this is where it all begins. It begins with the foods that you're feeding your body. And protein is what I have learned to prioritize in my diet for a number of reasons. Now, first of all, I come from a generation where we were told it's bad for your kidneys to eat too much protein. And that has stuck with me over the years. Virtually every eating plan that I committed to prior to counting macros, I was not eating enough protein. And when you eat enough protein, there are so many benefits. Number one, it really helps you stay full between meals. So the difference between having a bagel for breakfast versus having three eggs and some oatmeal, you are going to be so much full, more full longer by having the breakfast that has those eggs versus just having the bagel, just the carbs. And that's not to say that there can't be days when you just have a bagel for breakfast, that's totally fine. But creating that awareness and learning how to eat in a way that helps you become less obsessed over when is my next meal, because that is something that haunted me for years and years. I was always thinking about my next meal. And when I started counting macros in eating what seemed to me to be an absurd amount of protein compared to what I had been eating in the past, 
I realized I stopped obsessing over my next meal because I was full between meals. And that's because I was eating an adequate amount of protein. So it might be scary to you when I do my clients' calculations. I always prepare them. I say, when I show you how much protein you should be eating, I know that number is going to look really high to you and you might think it's going to be really, really hard to hit those goals. So if you're one of my clients and you are listening to this podcast, then I know you're happy I'm doing this because this is a huge question within my community, within my clients is how do I hit my protein goals and not just hit it, but make it easy, make it not feel like a chore. So I'm going to give you some tips and it could be very contradictory to things that you have done in the past, learned in the past, or thought about in the past. So have an open mind and again, be willing to take in some new information and look at things differently. It's important to know that in fact, eating adequate amounts of protein is not harmful to your kidneys as long as you do not have any underlying kidney dysfunction, kidney disease that you know, is making it so that your kidneys do not function properly to begin with. So if you are a healthy individual, then this should not be an issue for you. And I do require that any of my one-to-one three-month coaching clients, I do require that you have a visit with your doctor within the previous 12 months of us working together. And I will not work with you if you have not had blood work, if you have not been in contact with your doctor, because it's really important to make sure that your body is functioning properly. And one thing that doctors check on an annual level is your kidney function tests, your liver function tests, your thyroids often, depending on your age and just basic blood work. So If you have functioning kidneys, then let's talk about protein. I'm not going to talk too much about how much you should be eating because again, that macro calculation is individualized. However many of you are listening to this right now, you all have a variety of needs. But once you do know how much protein you should have, and generally speaking, Most of you should be aiming to have about a minimum of 20 grams of protein per meal. And it's when you take into account the activity level, your height, your weight, and all of those things, then the protein amount goes up from there. I personally eat anywhere between 100 to 150 grams of protein per day, just depending on what my goals are and what I'm working towards. I am currently at the time of this recording in a calorie deficit. So I am increasing my protein along with doing my weightlifting workouts so that I can make sure I do not lose muscle and do my best to not lose muscle during this calorie deficit and losing fat. Okay, so foods that make hitting your protein goals easily, first of all, I know you know what foods are high in protein, 
possibly in middle school, you had health class and they gave you a little food pyramid, which is basically obsolete now. But in that food pyramid, they had a section on protein where you saw pictures of a chicken drumstick, you saw pictures of cottage cheese, yogurt, eggs, all of those things. So I'm guessing you know what foods provide protein, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper. And like I said, I'm going to give you some tips and just list out the foods that I find to be the most convenient to always have on hand. Because when we think of protein, often we think of meats, which requires cooking and you don't necessarily always have time to be prepping and cooking meals. So let's also talk about some very convenient foods that make it easy to hit those protein goals. Now, first of all, chicken breast is a really great source of protein. I personally don't love chicken, but I try my best to eat it at least a couple times a week and prepare it in ways that I do enjoy it. And a three ounce serving of cooked chicken. So it's also important to know that when you're doing macros and you're using your food scale, that you want to track your food the same way that you are weighing it. So if you weigh your chicken raw, you want to track it raw, but if you track it, if you weigh it cooked, then you want to track it cooked. And the cooked protein is going to be slightly smaller because it is released all of the, that water during the cooking process. So a three ounce serving of cooked chicken pressed is about 26 grams of protein somewhere, you know, between 20 and 30, depending on um, how it's cooked and how dry it is, but you don't need to be super exact here. So a three ounce serving of cooked chicken breast is a good size and you can cook chicken ahead, easily have it on hand to make wraps, salads. You could even make yourself a mini lunchable style snack pack where you have some cooked chicken, maybe you have some dips, some veggies, some fruit, all just kind of mixed together to give yourself a nice little snack. Also, of course, beef. So sirloin pretty is a pretty popular cut of beef that I make because it is lower in fat and three ounces has about 20 to 25 grams of protein, three ounces cooked. And again, that's something you can make ahead of time and it's a really great source. And you probably knew that chicken and beef were great sources of protein, but when it comes to your portions, it's also really important to know that your portion is based on your goals. So if you are larger and you have a higher calorie requirement, then your portion size is going to be maybe double the portion size of someone who has a smaller calorie requirement. And you're going to want to portion out your protein throughout the day, trying to get, you know, 20 to 40 grams of protein per meal or snack throughout the day. You don't want to try to just eat it all at one sitting. And when it comes to your workouts, it's a good idea to have your protein and some carbs after your workout. So 
that protein is in, is going to go towards rebuilding your muscle and the carbs are going to go towards refueling your body so that you have energy because you just expended energy during your workout. And there used to be a myth that your body could only absorb a small amount. I think they said no more than 30 grams of protein per meal, but that is not true. Your body will just absorb whatever you're eating, but it is best to space it out throughout the day. Plus, it just sounds kind of gross to me to get to the end of the day and need to eat 100 grams of protein. That sounds kind of nasty. Um, another great source of protein is the high protein Greek yogurt. I use the Oikos pro Greek yogurt, which has 20 grams. And then they also have the triple zero that we buy sometimes and that has 15 grams of protein and it's a single serving container. It is just so easy. I throw one in my husband's lunch every single day. He adds in some high fiber cereal to mix it all up. Super quick and easy, high fiber, high protein snack. You can do regular Greek yogurt, which may have anywhere from like 9 to 18 grams of protein per serving, depending on the brand. But I'm a big fan of the Oikos. No, I'm not sponsored by them. I just absolutely love their product. I think the flavor and everything, it just has a much more enjoyable taste than some of the other yogurt brands. Number four, tuna. So a three ounce serving of canned tuna, you want to get it packed in water, has about 20 grams of protein. Um, It's such an easy meal. Yes, you can eat the whole can yourself. I think the five ounce cans has about 30 grams of protein. So just again, depending on your portion size, you can just eat the entire can yourself. Mix it with maybe a teaspoon of mayonnaise, a little bit of seasoning, and make put it on whole wheat toast with some lettuce, some tomato, some pickle, and it is a delicious lunch that you have right there, or maybe make a wrap. So also, in addition, of course, I'm going to talk about eggs. So number five is eggs. And one large egg contains about six to seven grams of protein. And a half cup of egg whites has about 13 grams of protein. I personally like to mix one egg with half a cup of egg whites. So it has a little bit of that yolk in there, but really, really filling to use egg whites and use that as a high volume, low calorie way of getting your protein in. And you can make all kinds of substitutions. You know, if you're making burgers or meatloaf, you can use egg whites instead of a whole egg. And it can just be a very subtle difference that can save you some calories in the long run, but also nothing wrong with eating whole eggs. It really just depends on your preferences and your personal goals. Next, we're going to talk about a vegetarian and vegan form of protein, which are lentils. And these are your highest protein legume. And one cup of cooked lentils provides around 18 grams of protein, which is absolutely fantastic. And you could make soup, you could make a cold lentil salad. There's so many ways that you can enjoy lentils as well. 
Okay, let's talk about cottage cheese, which I know is controversial. I feel like cottage cheese, either you really, really like it or you really, 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 really hate it. But you can also use cottage cheese as a substitute for ricotta cheese. You can put it in a blender and make um, a garlic and herb dip. It is really, really versatile above and beyond just eating it out of the container. An entire cup of low-fat cottage cheese has about 25 to 30 grams of protein, so it can be a really great protein source. I know there's been this viral cottage cheese ice cream recipe going around. I totally want to try it. It sounds really, really good. I love ice cream, and I am someone that likes cottage cheese, so we'll see. I do have to give it a try. Um but that would be a really fun way to have a high protein dessert that tastes like ice cream. And I'm not one to try to make these weird Frankenstein substitutions and try to call something a dessert that actually tastes really disgusting. But I have heard that the cottage cheese ice cream is absolutely delicious and tastes just like ice cream. So I'm definitely going to be willing to try that one. Number eight, protein powder. And I feel like, you know, there's so much mixed messaging out there when it comes to protein powder. There's people trying to sell you specific supplements, protein supplements, claiming that it's going to have all sorts of magical properties and be the supplement that's going to change your life. But at the end of the day, your protein powder is just a really simple, easy, and delicious source of protein that you can easily have on the go. And also, it just makes it really easy to hit your protein goals if you're doing something like I am, where I am in a deficit and I'm really really being diligent about keeping my protein on track. I had a post-workout protein shake today and I put two scoops of my protein powder in there to make it 40 grams just because I knew I wanted to get a high amount of protein in in the morning to keep my, you know, start my day off right, keep me full and satisfied and help me hit those goals. And it was super yummy. So just try whatever protein powders you like that have the amount of protein in them that you want to consume. And they have seriously, insanely, um, really high protein shakes. I've seen them out there for bodybuilders where they have a thousand plus calories per serving and all kinds of stuff. You don't need to go crazy with that. You can just go see, you know, even at your regular grocery store, what protein powders they have available. And often, you know, you can find, I think at the vitamin shop we have in town here, you can see that they do have samples sometimes of various brands where you can just buy one packet without having to commit to the whole package and just make sure that you like it. But yeah, protein powder, it can make your life easier. There's nothing wrong with taking it. It's a very benign supplement. It is just protein. And really the thing, the only thing you need to decide is do you prefer a plant-based protein powder that's probably going to be made with a pea protein base, which is what most of them are made out of, or would you prefer a whey protein which, you know, 
If you have some tummy issues related to dairy, the way may be a bit irritating to you. So perhaps you want to do a plant-based, but it's really up to you. And then the next easy protein source is a protein bar, which I almost always have a protein bar in my purse, on the go, in my car, so that I know I have something to eat that's going to fill me up if I find myself in a situation where I'm late for a meal, what have you. So ones that my family likes are the Builder's Bars, which are 20 grams of protein. The peanut butter and chocolate ones are pretty good. I mean, they still have like that protein bar taste to them, but they have, um, I think about 280 calories and 20 grams of protein. So they're a pretty substantial snack. And then I also do the Beachbody Beach Bar, which is 10 grams of protein. And I usually have that before my workout in the morning. I just really like the chocolate peanut butter one and those ones really work for me. But there's plenty of brands out there to choose from, so just see what you like. I personally don't like the ones that have the sugar alcohols because those upset my stomach. So I stay away from, I know there's some really popular ones, but I stay away from those and these are the ones that work for us. So there you have it. Nine foods that make hitting your protein goals easier. The chicken breast, the sirloin, the Greek yogurt, the tuna, the eggs and egg whites, lentils, cottage cheese, protein powder, and protein bars. And I have to say one of my favorite things about tracking macros in the Lose It app is that you start to see over time that you're learning more about the foods that you're eating, which ultimately is going to get to a point where you don't have to track. You're just going to kind of understand what's in your foods and taking that time to educate yourself and learn what nutrients these foods are providing your body can just be really, really helpful. Like, did you know that potatoes and broccoli also have protein in them? Did you know avocados are a great source of fiber along with the healthy fats? You know, everyone always talks about the fats in avocado, but it's also a great source of fiber. Did you know that beans give you both carbs and protein? When you're following diets that sort of want to put all these foods in a box and not necessarily talk about what's in them when you're looking at them from a holistic perspective, it can be confusing because you just don't really understand what nutrients you're getting from those foods. And when you're tracking in the app, you can see the nuances. You can see the foods that provide both the carbs and the protein or the fat and the protein. And you get to know your foods and understand them in a deeper way. And it's really important to eat a variety of foods. It's really important to eat a variety of plants. And you can see why just eating the same thing over and over again is really only giving you the same thing over and over again. And instead, why not have more variety and enjoy all the different benefits that all the different foods can provide for you? So today was a quick one. I'm so glad that you listened, and I really hope this helped you think about hitting your protein goals a little bit differently. Realize it's not that hard that your portion size is based on your needs. Not everyone should be eating the same exact amount at every meal or snack, and over time, if you take the time to track and learn about the foods that you're eating, it is just going to get easier. Okay, I will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and make sure to check out the show notes for any additional information that you heard here and to take a deeper dive. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. If you enjoyed the information and discussion we had here today, then make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're serious about making changes with your nutrition and fitness, then you definitely want to join my weekly newsletter list as well. You can find the link below and more information in the episode details. That's all for today, and we will see you back here next week for a new episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast.